what opinions lurks in the heart of Frank. The shadow knows. <laughs> We moved the lamp. Why you not? Oh, good. Why you not bend? Okay, now you bend. Okay, he's okay. good. Okay, lean in there and give me a quick check. Okay, he's very nice. Moosey dog, big fat dog, great big dog. You're just so big and stupid. You're just so big and stupid. You're just so big and stupid. Your head is extra big. That means you're extra stupid. Uh, with that, hi everybody, and welcome to Frank Reviews, a father-son podcast expedition through pop culture. Uh, I am Harrison the Sun. And I am the one that determines how stupid people are. Yes, and for some bizarre reason, Audacity is not letting me see the recording, but it's assuring me that it's happening. So, Dad, last week we did Citizen Kane, which is yes. Orson Welles' first written and directed feature film yes and uh, i didn't realize this uh but f for fake this week's movie was his last written and directed feature film uh, thank, at least during his lifetime thank god um there was another movie that finally dropped on like netflix two years ago after 42 years or whatever in the can and uh boy your response has me rethinking everything about this mo- uh, uh about doing orson welles <laughs> movies what well, did you think what well, are we doing any were were we I, doing any more we'll get to that at the end of the uh, okay. episode we'll okay. get to that don't worry don't worry i'm restructuring everything on the fly nice but dad f for fake go off f for fake um confusing um weird um right into the mic Yep. There you go. Confusing and weird. Uh, I I couldn't figure out what the whole point of the story was. Well, I thought I knew it. Uh, the one thing it did do, I, it was an ongoing story, uh, like a documentary, and and the characters were narrating their real-life situations. And um, it was interesting to f- try to follow the story, but I couldn't see the point of doing that movie i just <laughs> like why would you make that movie i just don't know okay so a little bit of background information that i only discovered uh somewhat recently so the movie was originally supposed to be just a straight documentary about elmir de Hori, uh, a professional art forger who you know you met in this film and yes. uh uh the movie was originally going to be directed by uh, Francois Reichenbach, who you see uh, uh, occasionally within this film. But due to this chain of events, Orson Welles wound up kind of taking over the movie, besides just being the narrator. And um, they found out during the filming, uh, uh, or at least the initial filming, that uh, Clifford Irving, the biographer of Elmir, was himself a forger who tricked his way into uh, uh, Howard Hughes' inner circle. Uh, uh, or, or did he? Yes. Uh, that's the whole point. You don't know, like, if the thing is, if the fake thing is so convincingly real, 
is it still a fake? Like, even all the experts agree this is real, even though there's Elmir over in the corner. Yeah, I painted that. I faked it. I sold it. That was a key. That was one thing I took from the movie. If you're, if you're doing, if you're copying a masterpiece painting, in this case, um, and it's so good that the original artist can't recognize it's a fake. <laughs> All the experts can't recognize it's a fake. Is it real yeah, or is exactly. it a fake? <laughs> I mean, in, in one regard, it's still a fake. Right. Technically, there's a fantastic um, episode of Doctor Who from the late 70s uh, written by Douglas Adams, the guy who did The Hitchhiker's Guide to the right. Galaxy. And as part of the plot, they uh, uncover a cachet of, I think it's like five Mona Lisas, and they're all real. They're all genuine, legit. And then, you know, because Doctor Who's a thing about time travel, they end up going back uh, to uh, Da Vinci's office, and the Doctor, in Sharpie marker, writes on all of these blank canvases, this is a fake. And leaves an extra note saying, hey, don't mind me, just paint over the, the, the graffiti. So they're all real Da Vinci Mona Lisas, but if you were to scan them with x-rays, like uh, art historians do these days, you'd see this is a fake written under them. But are they real? Because they were really painted by Da Vinci. Fascinating theory that's, to that's get what into. The, the, uh, the Mona Lisa. So he painted... Yes. Uh, it, concept is he painted more than one exactly <clears throat> so well they're real <laughs> mona lisas right but because then, and it's the original artist exactly but subjected to x-rays you would see this is a fake written under that despite them being real it's, right it's it's a it's a different approach to the same theory that this movie uh uh comes at um well that that if you you take one of the fake um paintings right you hang it in your own collection or in a museum right nobody can recognize it as a fake even the the original artist can't recognize it right. as a fake does it really matter that it's a fake if everybody thinks it's real then it's real but it's really a fake, <laughs> but nobody knows it's a fake, so is it a fake? You know, now that I'm thinking about it, this is how religions get started. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, Praise let's the see. fake. Yeah. So uh, the, the film largely follows uh, Orson Welles just kind of meandering around through these various subjects. Right. And it also heavily features Oya Kadar, this, this beautiful woman who... Yes. Uh, uh, the final act of the movie uh, focuses on her relationship with Pablo Picasso. Yes. Um, and you always think, like, it's probably just because, you know, he died before I was born. You always think of, I always think of Picasso as part of history. Picasso didn't die until 76. Yes. So he was still alive in 73 when this movie came out, which is, he must have had a fun time watching right. this movie. But uh, it also turns out Oya Kadar, the woman, is uh, Orson Welles' real-life girlfriend at the time. So, of really? course, like, come on. That explains so much about the cinematography of this movie. Yes. As to why just the camera just 
lovingly follows her everywhere. Follows, follows oh her, God. her from behind. Follows her from in front. Almost, almost to a perverse degree. Yes. So yeah, it's very much like, oh yeah, yes. that's the star's girlfriend um, right Cl- there. Cl- Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Had, in several of his movies, he had his girlfriend. Um, in several of the. Uh, like truck driver kind of um, every which way but loose type, right. type movies. He had his his girlfriend in, in several of those. Um, <clears throat> I guess, and then they finally broke up, and then she wasn't in the movies anymore. There um, you go. But yeah, that that would explain some of it. But um, it just didn't seem to have a lot of. It didn't seem real coherent. Right. Um, like, what was the point of Pablo Picasso <laughs> in there? I mean, you're talking about two. Um. Art fakers? I don't know. What do you call them? Forgers. Forgers. Yeah. Forgers. Two Um, forgers, and they're so good that nobody knew about them at first. Right. And they're so good that they're turning out fantastic forgeries. um, And uh, then Pablo Picasso, like, what... Yeah, like, so the first hour of the movie is largely focused on Clifford Irving and Elmira Dehori, the two forgers. Forgers. And the last, the movie's about an hour and a half long, and the last act focuses around this dramatic retelling of this encounter between Oye Kadar and Pablo Picasso, which turns out to be completely fake. Because at the beginning of the movie, Orson Welles says, for the next hour, everything you see yes. here will be real. Yes. And then after this fabulous, fantastical story, you he even says, uh, we promised only to be truthful for the first hour. And for the past 17 minutes, I've been lying my head off. Yes. Which was, I think, a wonderful twist. Okay. Well, that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if, you, if, if you made that connection. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, right. oh my God. Yeah. No. So the whole... So this movie is considered to be the first film essay. Uh, you'll okay. see a lot of them on YouTube these days, people trying to explain. It's essentially, you know, you're writing an essay for school, right. but it's a film version. Film version you yeah. have uh, uh, a statement of intent, you have supporting uh, argument paragraphs. It's, it's structured right. like an essay for school, but in video version. And um, the only... Oh God, this is terrible, but the only example I can think of right now is... Uh, Lindsay Ellis, uh, who does, who I watched a lot of her video essays about a whole myriad of subjects, like uh, um, p- the use of propaganda. Like, have you ever noticed that uh, the uh, <laughs> the neo Nazis don't seem to appreciate the producers, even though there's a dancing swastika yes. in it? I-, I didn't realize this. Part of the Third Reich's actual like you know, a, a performance propaganda actually had dancing swastikas. So so Mel Brooks wasn't even making anything up. He just added a little bit of glitter oh to it. Oh, my God. I know, right? And it's fascinating stuff. But, of course, Lindsay Ellis just recently, like, said some horrifyingly controversial opinions that uh, 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 put down an entire subset of human beings. So I'm kind of mad that she's the only example I can think of. Uh, go on YouTube and watch her videos at your own risk. Uh, I will uh, clarify there. Um, but it, this is... this is Okay, so Elmir, the, the main art forger in this movie. Yes. So this movie came out in 1973. Uh... Elmir killed himself in 1976 
uh, when he discovered that soon he would be extradited to fate uh, to France to face trial for forgery. Wow! So yeah, that, that's yeah. true. Yeah, nobody could. For some reason, they couldn't lay. They couldn't catch him, or couldn't couldn't have a convincing case against him. So he was never like, why wasn't he arrested? Once right. He, yeah. He outed himself he, he, as a forger. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think this movie essentially did him in. Okay. Uh, uh, so okay. to speak, because it brought so yeah. much attention to him. Yeah. Um, but did you have like a favorite sequence or a favorite so, um, bit or <clears throat> when he was? I think it might have been the Picasso stuff actually. Right. When the forger guy would just take a canvas and with black line, you know, do like a line drawing that was declared to be a Picasso. Right. And yet, obviously, we it was fake, um, and yet it was so good that people were buying them, putting them in their collections, yep. and, oh, uh, you, do you know this is a fake? Oh, I don't care. You know, it looks so great. You know, I, all my friends will think it's real, whatever. Right, yeah. <clears throat> um, and then several times in the show, in the movie, he uh, he would draw something or paint something. It was beautiful, exquisite, and it would sell for high value but then he would just he, throw it in the fireplace yeah he was naming he would do a piece imitating the style of uh some artist and then he'd say yeah this would probably get me ten thousand dollars and then walk over to the fireplace and, and drop it in chuck it in right yeah um right. i mean it's i guess he's not exactly hurting for cash since he sold so many well, paintings and he would knock these paintings out like uh oh gee do you have any more renoirs no, I don't. But come back at lunchtime. Come back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Come back at lunchtime. It was, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. halfway through the day, he would have one completed. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it. I found it in my sock drawer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely bananas stuff. Um. <laughs> so it I, had, yeah, it was in, it was interesting. Now that I think of yeah. it, yeah. I I personally love how uh, Orson Welles kind of turned this into his own pet project because he so loved uh, 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 magic acts and yes. coin tricks and stuff like that. If you go on YouTube, you can look up his appearances on the ah, um, uh, what's his name? The uh, like Dean Martin had a variety show okay, yeah. in the sixties and seventies, yeah. And Orson Welles is. There it is. Mom, if you could say that one more time. The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Okay. But he's always doing magic tricks, and he spends the majority of this movie in, like, this full, gorgeous tuxedo and opera cape and this massive, wide-brimmed hat. Yes. And it's just like, oh, I'd love to dress like that just all the time. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. And he's... uh, He's quite a full-figured guy oh, at boy, this stage yeah. in his life. He's a, a, a very rotund, tall, rotund uh, man. Very, <laughs> and, and he really commands a presence. He uh, he loves drama. He loves being dramatic. Mm. Um, he would look right into the camera and uh, just bat out this these drum, dramatic lines and story and stuff. And um, um, I mean, to the point where it was kind of corny, but right. almost you know like. It was so corny. It was good. I don't know if that makes you know if that makes sense. It's like, well, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, his voice is just like I have a. Uh, I, I pulled it from YouTube. A recording of him reading um, uh, the rhyme of the ancient mariner. 
Okay. And it's like 45 minutes long, and it's just like, oh, you, you would trust him to just gently rock a baby to sleep. Yeah. If just Orson pick a subject and talk about it for half an hour, and it would just be it would just be so gentle and soothing. He seemed to like to to enjoy talking, to mm. enjoy being the center of attention, um, to enjoy being enjoy being dramatic, um, and being in charge, large and in charge. <clears throat> um, so in that regard, I mean, he himself is great. I'm just not a fan of his movies. <laughs> That's absolutely fair. Although I'm glad we watched them. Well, so first off, uh, I just remembered this because I'm going through his uh, filmography. So um, you might also know him, and I definitely want to do a few of this guy's movies a little later this year, uh, and I think you'll be into this idea. But he is the narrator in The History of the World Part 1. No. Yes. No. Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> no. I yeah. gotta listen to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I do want to do. I have an idea as to how to do a couple of different Mel Brooks movies a little later this year. Okay. And I'll pitch it to you off mic. But my original plan for this month was to do four Orson Welles movies: a Citizen Kane, F for Fake. Touch of Evil, and then this final movie. And I think just be, based on your reaction, I want to have fun with you doing yeah, these I, movies. I, so, well, you know, this is a cultural. <laughs> a culture isn't always, exactly pop culture isn't always fun. So, so maybe the best approach wouldn't be to load all of the Orson Welles in at once. Are they similar style? The I can't speak to Touch of Evil because I've not seen it myself. But uh, uh, it is ostensibly. Um, it's, uh, 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 oh God, let me see if I can even find it so I can read you the dang. Dude would not stop working. It's absurd. His filmography in terms of just actor, it's, it's insane. There's just so much going on here. Um, let's see. We're not going to watch his Macbeth because he played, sorry, uh, his, uh, Othello because he plays Othello. Othello's a black guy. Guess what Orson Welles does? Blackface. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, it's rough. You know. So my original plan was let's... Uh, uh, I, I had this great setup to lead us into big summer blockbusters. And this was how oh. I was going to do it. So his final movie that he, 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 he did... Uh, I believe that came out, uh, um, not, sorry, I'm getting this all wrong. It's not exactly his final movie, uh, because he's in, uh, uh, a couple of different movies after this, but the final big thing that got a lot of attention that he did when he was still alive was the voice of Unicron, a robotic planet that eats other robots in the 1986 Transformers the Movie. Wow. So, um, and that cat list, cast list alone is absolutely insane. It's Orson Welles. It's uh, 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 Leonard Nimoy. It's, wow. Yeah, it's uh, 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 Eric Idle shows up. Wow. It's, it's strange, and maybe we'll get to that eventually. Okay, but he just, he just narrates. No, no, he's, no, he's the voice of the bad guy. Right. This massive planet-sized Transformer. But he's not performing, uh, other but than voice. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's, okay. it's an animated 1986 feature. It's fun. 
if you realize that the movie was made purely so that they could kill off the original Transformers and introduce a whole new line of toys nice. to sell for kids. So, Merchandising. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to skip the 1986 Transformers the movie, but we're still going to connect to it by saying, I, Dad, I asked you the other day if you knew anything about Michael Bay. And you said no. No. So Michael Bay, he's made some crazy movies. And okay. we're going to do two of his craziest and probably best. And we're going to start with the 2007 Transformers. Uh, okay. Uh, which is, I don't care for the rest of the series, but the first one is a lot of fun popcorn flip right. type you know, it's giant robots punching one another, and then the robots turn into trucks. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> uh, but did you have any closing thoughts about F4 Fake? Weird. Weird. <clears throat> Some inter interesting stuff. Um, I'm just not a fan of his movie style. It's fair he's enough. Not, I, I like him. I understand. stuff, But he's just... Um, you, you seem to prefer him when he's being used by other directors, like yeah. in the Third Man. Like if he was like an that. actor yeah. in, in the, yeah, yeah oh, not when he's doing his own his, stuff. Yeah. His acting credits are truly absurd. Yeah. He's got, <clears throat> I, what, yeah, like I think, 100 and, 129 acting oh, credits. Man. He seems like he was, he's trying to, to do some kind of a, a, a style or, a, or some kind of a style of film, um, that was real, intricate or involved or, or I don't know clever or something and I just it didn't pull it off for me yeah yeah I think you were looking for more of an actual narrative not so much a oddball documentary yeah yeah that's totally yeah. fair whatever so like next week we get something with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in it or something you know like that well I might as well tell you now Arnold I might as well tell you now so after we do Transformers we're going to go back in time uh, to 1998, I believe, for Michael Bay's, I call it a trashter piece. Because, <laughs> like, Transformers is goofy, popcorn, fun right. movie for the whole family right. sort of thing. It's, you know, it's giant robots punching one another. It's ostensibly a giant toy commercial. It's fantastic. But in 1998, he made the movie Armageddon. Okay. And um, I cannot hype up enough how absolutely insane that movie is okay. it's 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 almost a pure reactionary to like bill clinton getting re-elected it's like no manly men blue collar her it's it's incredible okay it's incredible and okay. i think you'll get a kick out of it uh but uh yeah so that is uh <coughs> bless you Excuse that me. is orson wells f for fake uh f for forget it <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, know what I'm saying? Forget about um, it. Yeah, I think that's everything. That's uh, I'm HD Lickner on Twitter, Muscle Nerd Studios on Instagram. Thank you to Sean Monahan for our theme song, uh, Paul Taylor for our artwork. Uh, Dad, take it away. Nice warm weather. Um, we got the virus on the run, I think. Keep wearing your masks, you morons. Ooh, I mean, if ooh. you're not wearing your mask, you're a moron. As you of may two be days a moron wearing a. You may be a moron and wearing a mask, but that's for you to decide. Um, and uh, do good things for each other and be kind to each other. Um, and uh, make good choices in your life and do something important. Mm -hmm.
Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence.